Mistakes of the passions, cruel and ignorant leaders of the heart. Men use the gods to be masters of the masses. Bunda is a divine tyranny as art. Why do you call me a godless heathen? Never judge you for the things which you stand. Promise of salvation, threats of damnation. This is the willful ignorance of man. Hello, all you beautiful creatures of the night. Welcome to the Satanic in Nature podcast. We are Sin. Our subtitle is The Gay Agenda, Baby Eating Witchcraft, Polyamory, Drugs, Rock and Roll, and Anything Else You Might Consider Offensive to Society. It's going to get weird in here. I'm Tomaway Belmont. And I'm Cora Howell. If you like what we have to say, go ahead and give us a follow on Patreon. They've revamped it a bit and made it so anyone with an account can follow us. So if you're not really out there, you know, to put some money down, but still want to follow along with things, that's there for you. But if you do want to help us out with publishing, go ahead and join one of our tiers. Our patrons on those tiers get Discord access and bonus content as a thank you for making those small contributions towards publishing. Hail our patrons. We even have recently also done a Zoom. And so if you do join those things, you might get a chance to come talk to us. So jump on there and and be a part of it. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Absolutely. If you don't want to commit to that, but still want to bend our ears a bit, send us an email at satanicinnature at gmail.com or fill out our contact form on our link tree, which can be found on all of our social media. All right. So some satanic news from what I've been seeing around. It's mostly all music, which big, big, big part of my day. Don't know about yours. Uh, the band Lucifer has dropped a few singles over the course of October. I love Lucifer, and I really feel like they're kind of an overlooked satanic band out there. But also, what I'm most excited about, motherfucking <laughs> King Diamond is putting out new stuff. Guys, Woo. fucking King Diamond is the one true, actually satanic band from the satanic panic era. Like, I, when I listened to the satanic music episode that I was not on... I was frothing at the mouth once again that another satanic podcast, in fact, my satanic podcast, didn't fucking mention them. So please, if you have not discovered them, go look them up. They're an absolute fucking treat. And Amigo the Devil is dropping more music. They're getting ready to drop another fucking album, which is cool. And uh, in fact, they're touring right now, and I saw them with almost my entire polycule. Which brings us to today's topic, non-monogamy. Awesome. Thank you for that intro. And honestly, <laughs> like this is something that we've done before. And we want to acknowledge that, you know, we have done a lot of talking about this on that episode, but it was mainly focused on ourselves. And that kind of brings mm -hmm. us to this kind of acknowledgement that a few people messaged us or talked about it with us about how the that last episode on non-monogamy made it sound like we apparently were not fans of monogamy. And it, I think that's not wanna, true. It's not true yeah. at all. <laughs> um, I think it just doesn't we, work for us. Right. <laughs> it's it's something that we particularly love that's why we were so excited about it and talking about it was because it's something that's a great relationship style for us whatever relationship style that you have and that works for you is awesome and that's why we kind of talk about this because we're really looking to make it get it out there and to talk about it with other people and to make it so that people also know about the different types of relationships besides monogamy because we talk about those 
Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. And we want to normalize it. It's not that it's like bad or anything. It's, it's good. Whatever works for you is good. But having to explain non-monogamy and how I'm not cheating on my partners and yes, everybody knows, no, not everybody's dating everybody else. It gets, it, it gets a little repetitive, not going to lie. And having to do it as frequently as I do because I'm so comfortable with talking about it is a thing. It's an undertaking that I am taking to and we're doing it right here, right now. So our last episode was more anecdotal. It was more about what we personally do. This one is going to be more informational. So we're going to be throwing some terms at you. We're going to be explaining some terms. And uh, I think we're just going to jump on into it. All right. What you got for me first? <laughs> so the first term we're going to talk about today is polysaturated. Like poly, obviously, since we explained it last time, is multiple people in a relationship more than just two right mm -hmm. and there's different things that are in there and this is where the terms come from and why the terms were invented but polysaturated is the first one and what that really is if anyone's you know been in a poly relationship and has felt like i just have enough partners i don't need anymore and i can't handle anymore and this is the number of partners that works for me that's polysaturated, really. It's where you've kind of hit that point um, that you can't, you know, you're not really interested in looking for more. Yeah. And that is a threshold that is different for every single person. And a lot of people, when they first get into the lifestyle, they will branch out, just start dating, 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 dating. And then they get there real fucking fast. So from a couple of I guess, for lack of a better term, ethical sluts, your friends, Cora and T, <laughs> take your time and let your relationships develop however they're going to develop. Polysaturation is real. It's a pain in the ass. It's real tiring. Um, I think I think I'm at my, my point of being all right with maybe three people. Three people's my cap. <laughs> yeah, and it I'm not, but like, you know, <laughs> we'll, I'll get there. I'm sure I, I have an amazing partner that I would refer to as a real anchor partner, which we'll get into later. We have other partners for, you know, my partner, Sailor, who's been on the podcast before, but I go, I'm still out there dating people, right. And trying to figure it out and taking it slow, which is a lesson mm -hmm. that I've learned over time, which is, it takes time to kind of figure things out and what your relationship style within poly is. Mm -hmm. And if there's any advice that I can give to you is that you don't have to be in a rush to go out there and date a million and a half people. What you're going to find out real quick is that you will get polysaturated and you're going to be like, oh, holy crap, I can't handle this. There's just too many people. I mean, think about how much you talk to your current partner, how much you text to them, how many, how much time you spend with them, and then multiply that out by multiple people. So polysaturation is a real thing. And mm -hmm. I'm just going to say, like, see how you feel as you go along. Yeah, Make sure take you're taking, easy. take it easy, take your time, <laughs> right? <laughs> Settle into a relationship, you know, after a little bit and see how you feel after you're in that other relationship and don't rush into a, a third or a fourth or whatever it might be without really thinking about it. 
Yes. And then also that brings me to the next thing. What style of poly are you going for? Are you going for kitchen table? Which that's a style of polyamory where interrelationships like friendships or even just talking to the people who you're who you're dating and who they're dating. So it's kind of like the theory that you can just kind of all chill and be friends and talk to each other and develop a fucking network. This is great for me because I want some like Ocean's Eleven shit, all right? I want us to be able to pull off a heist because we're just all so <laughs> good at talking to each other. We all have different skills. <laughs> That's not serious, but it could be. Um <laughs> And I think I'm, I think I'm getting there. You know, I've got, as I said in the last one, we've got metallurgists and bookmakers. You know, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, it's crazy. There's, there's a wide array of skills in my, in my polycule, which brings me to my next term that I'm going to throw out there: metamors. That's people who your partners are dating who you are not dating. That's a huge thing in poly relationships, especially yes. the relationship style you're going to have with them. If you're in kitchen poly, which we you're just gonna talked talk to about, them. you're going to yeah. talk to them. You're going to be in their life. And so it's, it's, for instance, I, you know, in this great little thing with my partner where she has a partner and her partner's partner who <laughs> come over for Dungeons and Dragons and hangs out with us every Friday night. It's amazing. We're just a bunch of trans nerds and it's a it's great. It's perfect <laughs> for us and we have fun with it. But that does not mean that that's re a real thing and you're okay with that in your relationship. Yes. There is kind of a middle term. It's called garden party poly garden it's, party yes it's not <laughs> quite kitchen table it's not quite parallel which parallel polyamory is that whoever's relationship it is it is their business only you don't have to know anything about your metamors or anything about that garden party poly kind of tailors it to where maybe there is some social socialization inter-between parties but maybe there's not depending on the wishes of the people involved so like let's say i'm dating someone and they're dating someone else i want to know all about that person that's great and they tell me about that but that person does not want to fucking know a single goddamn thing about me my partner would then be in garden party poly like i'm open they can come over they can chill they don't want that so that's perfectly fine it's all good <laughs> yeah i think and... from my end all i care about is that the other partner treats my partner well at the end of the day if you're not able to handle meeting the other people in person due to some reason within your personal feelings then don't because it can actually get really awkward and rough if you aren't ready for that or not like willing yeah. to just talk to that person right <laughs> there is that awkward silence that first time you meet them no matter what happens but if you know at a certain point like you have to be ready for that yeah unless you intend to just always do parallel polyamory everybody's separate you definitely have to be ready for some potentially awkward situations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> flashback to uh, the concert that I mentioned. Uh, that was really 
fucking fun and it could have gotten so awkward so fast and it didn't so i was there with both of my partners and one of my partners brought two of theirs so it's not a thruple situation they're not all dating that'd be funny if they were <laughs> so it was one partner and a whole other partner they'd met before it was fine and then they met my partner this is confusing as fuck so it was just <laughs> two small women with three different men <laughs> they're all dating we're, each other we're all dating <laughs> but we're not all dating and that's the thing uh, <laughs> the men are not dating each other we're just all kind of dating it's a giant chain it's, yes, it's a it's chain. chain it's not a circle <laughs> <laughs> yes that is a chain and not a circle um, but no it was great and since i'm i'm the kind of person that can fill awkward silences i i can be awkward that's fine but i'm gonna talk my fucking way through it and once i start talking that makes other people be like okay we're talking okay this is good and it just makes everybody else comfortable but then also there's a fucking concert going on we're just singing drinking and having a good time well i'm not drinking but everybody else is <laughs> yeah and I think about those awkward silences. One of the things that I've always found that works really well is kind of thinking about your partners and that they might have a common interest. And if you're going to introduce them and kind of start that off, it might be a good idea to even kind of start that off with that common interest, you know, and giving them something to talk about right away that they don't feel awkward about. And I've always felt like it's great to kind of just, you know, not force the topic, but at least, you know, bring up to them that the other partner might be interested in something similar people get real comfortable real quick when they feel like they you know have someone that they can talk to and so if you ever want if you ever are curious about techniques for like getting into those situations and going through give us an email i'll, I'll respond <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely satanic in nature at gmail.com send up some kind of distress signal we are <laughs> here to answer it no, please. <laughs> yeah also um one of our guests kate i don't know if you if you listener are like a one-time listener or just like a long-time listener but kate from one of a couple of our previous episodes now talks about poly stuff on her tiktok gray underscore guitar and kate if you're listening i'm plugging you because your videos are great <laughs> honestly they're hilarious and yeah the one of the main <laughs> topics that she talks about is poly and yeah i think beyond just listening to this or 30 minutes to an hour podcast that tiktok dives into so many subjects if you haven't mm -hmm. like gone and looked at her stuff go please do and yeah if you want more non-monogamous content definitely go there she's fucking funny and it's just, it's very personable because she, like our last episode, will bring up stuff that she's run into personally in a very enlightening, but also funny fucking way. Um, we love you, Kate. <laughs> yeah, and it's even kind of fun, too, because it, like me, she has kids, so she even addresses how do you, you know, deal with the fact that your partners may have children or you might yeah. have children or those kinds of things. And there's a whole branch of this discussion that could be talking about that, you know, from my end, just with my kids, I really don't talk to them about any of my partners until I'm sure that they're going to stick around and really be a part of my life. But 
you know, once they are at that point, your kids are going to know about them and <laughs> you've got to deal with that. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of assumptions that come from it to get into more terminology, uh, thruples, which are also referred to as triads <laughs> and quads where, Remember how I said, like, oh, it was a chain. Not We're not all dating each other. Well, in those situations, they are. Everybody is dating everyone in that situation. So to give a specific example, I was, I've been a part of a couple triads before where I was dating a woman. The woman is dating me. We are also both dating a man. And he is dating both of us. So everybody's dating. Everybody's kissing. It, it it gets messy. <laughs> it gets messy in a few different ways. Um, some of them fun, some of them not. Um, <laughs> that's yep. all I'm going to say about that particular part. But <laughs> not every couple is a triad or a thruple or a quad. For instance, if I go out with my two partners and one of my partners brings another partner, there is someone in that equation who I am not dating. Or vice yes. versa. Yeah. And th that kind of gets into a little bit of some of those other terms around, like, when we talk about that greater group and what that's called, there's these terms like polycule or mm -hmm. constellation. Polycule meaning, you know, that whole group of people that you're dating is your polycule, right? And, you know, I think there's different terms for it, but the constellation is that greater group of people that your partners are dating. I think it's interesting to kind of talk about all of those different terms seem to be other than polycule space related, which is hilarious. It's so good. <laughs> it's just so good. It makes me like it even more, you know, like you've got your little cluster, the people who you are dating within that. And then there's comets, which people who you don't see regularly but when you are in their physical presence it's on and anything goes okay <laughs> <laughs> typically that's your long distance relationship partner that mm -hmm. is gonna go out of their way at least a couple times a year to come see you and that you're taking advantage of that time right they come yep. around every once in a while just like a comment or they could be more local to you and your schedules just don't fucking match. Yeah, that can happen too. Yep. I kind of, I have a friend, but like they're more than a friend, you know, we don't see each other often, but there's definitely kissing and stuff happening. So I guess technically I have a comment. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's kissing and things. <laughs> If you think about it, even if it's not like a huge amount of stuff, if there's someone who's coming around every once in a while and they're getting involved with things, you yep. might have a comment. And that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's also some other terms and things like that around uh, people who talk about the fact that they're in an open relationship. And that's a little bit different in the sense that you're allowing your other partner to go date other people or not even date other people, but at least engage sexually with them. But you may not want to know anything about them, right? That you may completely say, I never want to meet them. I never want to talk to them. And that kind of even comes to like the boundaries in this situation, right? If you're going to be in that type of relationship, I highly suggest to you that you set very clear boundaries about that yes yes be very very clear 
spell that shit out as best as you can. Trust me, it will save you so much frustration later, or potentially save you frustration later. We we hammered the point of the importance of communication in the last episode, and I'm going to rehammer it this time. If any of this is not okay at any point, please speak up. Don't let it fester. It's only going to get worse if you let it fester. And this is also advice for monogamy as well. Speak up. Don't let it fester. If it's not all right, tell your partner why it's not all right. They love you. They care for you. They don't want to make you uncomfortable. And that goes for any style of relationship, period. I feel like I'm those, uh, what are those nuns in Star Trek that have ultimate candor? I can't remember what they're called, but like there's a group of nuns in Star Trek that have ultimate candor. And I feel like that's my particular style. I'm going to just tell you how I feel. And uh, mostly because I don't have a filter and that kind of thing. But when you... Or <laughs> they're the Kawat Milat. Okay? Yes, the Kawat Milat. Thank you. <laughs> Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Picard. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, T. I, I was yes. I was hoping you were looking it up as I was talking because I'm just like it's a Q word. I have to jog my memory. <laughs> Michael Burnham's mom, Gabrielle Burnham. What is she? Kawat Milat. But go on. <laughs> To me, ultimate candor, like talking about those things can be something that's a good form of communication in some relationships. It doesn't work in others. But like, I really do feel like for me, that's the my communication style. I'm not going to be, if I don't say anything, I don't have a problem with it. It's kind of the way that I would say it. And if I do say something, then I might have a problem with it. But I'm always honest and upfront. And that's building up over time after having mm-hmm. done this for a while. Be- let me tell you, you learn lessons. I'll put it that way <laughs> as you go along on what is good for you. For instance, as an example of something that if you're in poly, you might want to talk about is if a partner comes to your house with the other partner, are you okay with displays of affection in front of you? That is a very common discussion in poly because you know, you might be perfectly fine with each other hanging out, but you might not be okay, though, with that other person having infection for that other person in front of you. And that's okay, too. But you should talk about it. It's important. Yeah, definitely try to broach the subject nicely, as nicely as you can. Um, it's not nice feelings that you're dealing with, but also now you're taking those not nice feelings and you are expressing them externally so that might bring up also not nice feelings in the person you're speaking to so right just try to be as objective about it as you possibly can um think about it the other way around think about it if you were in your partner's shoes and really bring out the bring out the satanism here empathy and compassion towards that it would be a great thing Um, it's it's so funny that non-monogamy is so common in satanic circles and lgbtq spaces because surprise surprise we're uh built upon compassion and empathy i just every now and again i think about that usually when i'm stoned and it just makes me it just makes me when you chuckle. get deep and philosophical uh, right like yeah. <laughs> it just makes me chuckle uh something about that empathy and compassion and willingness to go to therapy really gets in with the non-monogamous people 
<laughs> and the gays. <laughs> yes, yes. And it, I think that's part of the reason why it's a part of Satanism more often um, than other types of communities, right? And I'm, again, like, this isn't saying that there's not monogamous Satanists. There's tons of monogamous Satanists, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just people are more open to it in that type of community because they don't have those typical socialization that a lot of other people have. They have a different view. Go There's ahead. fewer church ladies in the pews judging everybody in Satanism. <laughs> <laughs> so and and then therefore we're we're also more likely to talk about it because let me put it this way too. If you don't think Christians are getting down with poly and non-monogamy, you're lying to yourself. Uh Mormons. They- they are all even outside the mormons like even in those other ones i guarantee you there are people doing that they're just not talking about it or telling Mm -hmm. anyone so yep it just i think it's because we feel more open and honest about it that it's it's seen as more prevalent but i think behind the scenes a lot of this happens even outside the satanic community it's just not as it's more taboo yes And we live in being taboo. So <laughs> we uh, are taboo. Like we are taboo because we're sin. Uh, <laughs> so on the on the seedy underbelly side, uh, let's talk about unicorns and unicorn Oh no, I have so many feelings us. on this. Yeah. As we're we're both bisexuals, so we're adorable bisexual women. So we can fall victim to unicorn hunters a unicorn is a term for just a cute little bisexual woman who will have just a relationship will be like in a thruple triad kind of situation with a woman and a man what makes it kind of creepy is like they just really want to just use this woman for sex that's really all it's gonna be and it can have a lot of negative impacts especially if that's like the unicorn woman's first brush with Polly. At one point in my life, I was sought out because I was a young, cute, bisexual woman from a couple who was just really done with each other. Like, they were really fucking done with each other and they weren't ready to acknowledge it yet and definitely not publicly. And they definitely wanted to sleep with other people um, and not each other anymore. But they weren't broaching the breakup point quite yet. So they sought out cute little T, known bisexual, to uh, fuck someone without not fucking each other. Really bad situation. That's rough. And I think yeah. that that's the part that makes it very gross, It, it almost, to me. And I have bad experiences with it. I, I'm sure other people like go into that consensually and have a lot of fun and I'm happy for them. But for me, it it just felt like being used if I was ever in that situation. And so I've never really acted on anybody who's ever wanted me in that. I've gone out there open to it, but every single time it seems like usually the the people that I've encountered who are trying to do it are trying to either, um, like you said, fix a relationship or they're trying to experiment as well, yes. um, which, ugh, like, uh, you know, I well, the, the fact that they're treating you as an experiment feels a little bit ucky to me, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's people out there who can totally make this work. I'm going to say that right now. There are people who can make the whole thruple situation work 
and they can find their cute little unicorn or whatever and everything's peachy and fine probably because they are talking to each other and expressing exactly what's going on in the relationship and if you are capable of doing that all the fucking power to you when it comes to unicorn hunters like this is a term a phrase that's usually used in a negative manner which is the situation that i described that that wasn't very fair to me and that really wasn't my fucking scene and kind of still isn't my fucking scene to be honest (laughs) and to speak to it too from a slightly different skew um as a trans woman i'm often seen as a a bucket list item or a fetish so to speak for a lot of people um that's both men and women unfortunately both kind of fetishize that in different ways and it's not a good feeling you feel like an object yes if you're gonna go out there and you're gonna i think someone who's considering like looking for that third person in their relationship just be very upfront and honest about your intentions about what's going on. And if the person enters into that consensually and in a good way, then then awesome, right? But I think everybody that wins. Everybody wins in that situation because you're all getting what you want out of it. But if you're not being honest about it and almost like, you know, trying to pull this person in and you have no intention of have any contact with them afterwards yet lead them on in that way, it can be a really hard situation for that person. Because as we said before in our episode prior to this one, we have feelings too, us non-monogamous people. Like when we when we start like a potential new relationship, you know, we're all excited too. Like we get attached, we have feelings we get hurt when those feelings feelings don't pan out like we still get hurt we still feel jealous we still we we act out when a relationship isn't going the way we want it to we're not fucking saints that's for sure i'm definitely (laughs) not (laughs) and trust me like again like you're gonna screw up yes (laughs) (laughs) just gonna say that but the important thing is again you know, make up, make amends for it, communicate those kinds of things. And if you're going into that, like with that kind of attitude, I think you'll be fine. Again, I want to say this is like, I want people to be happy more than anything out of all of this stuff. And so whatever your relationship style, whatever you're into, whatever you like, awesome. Because if it makes you happy, then I'm so for it for whatever you want. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this goal achieved with this episode so far, this is more informational. I think it yeah. like what we've wanted to do out of this episode and the intent was to give you a little bit more context and terms around this because mm-hmm. the last one we really didn't, we just started throwing out terms like they were nothing, like without, yeah, sorry guys, <laughs> yeah, sorry. understanding our language, so to speak, almost making the assumption that you knew some of these things, right? So this is our kind of to make amends a little bit on that front you know, it'd almost be funny it. to listen to this episode first and then go back to the polyamory episode at the beginning and listen to see if you get a few more things out of it. But yeah. I I just hope that all of you learned something because we even learned like one new term. I can't remember what it was. Telemores. So it's the partner 
of a metamorph who is not your shared partner. Definitely in been in the presence of telemores, and that that shit's fucking wild. That <laughs> is your metamores partner who is not the one that you're dating. That can be seeing that can be kind of fun sometimes because you're just like, ooh, we're not actually related, but we're related. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's a great thing to end on is that we're even learning in this kind of stuff. And if there's something you want to know about polyamory or um, about different relationship styles and things like that, give us a message because we're happy to talk about it. Obviously, we had two episodes at this point. So yeah, give us a shot. Probably be more. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, hail Satan and hail all of you. Hail Satan. Shout out to our patrons again. Thank you.